Welcome to the For Fox Sake podcast, by the fans, for the fans. With all the news, views and discussion from two lifelong Leicester City supporters. It's your show, so get in contact, make yourselves heard, what's your opinion? The only Leicester City podcast that's by the fans, for the fans. This is for Fox's sake. Okay, so welcome to the festive section of the show. None of that ranting and nonsense and all that sort of thing. So first of all, we need some uh, some Christmas music. That's better. If I wasn't feeling <laughs> festive before, now I am. There's nothing and, like Christmas until the click. And here's Pete sat next to me with his fist full of a cracker. So we'll kick it off with a Christmas cracker. Oh, yes, I win it. Lovely orange hat, could have been blue, but another one. Hang on, I'm just putting my hat on. Crikey, these are small. I know I've got a big head, but... I've got no go. chance. Cracker I've got two. absolute no chance. Oh, oh I won that one. As well. I'll, I'll donate that one to you because I'm feeling festive. Are we Gosh. doing the jokes and everything? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. All right. It's blue, blue hats. Of course you've got the blue one. You blue fixed it. Blue hats. Right, what lies in a pram and wobbles? What lies in a pram and wobbles? Jelly baby. Get in. <laughs> Easy as that. What, what's, my, what's my gift? Wait, 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 wait. What do you get if you cross a skeleton with a detective? Skeleton, detective, Sherlock Bones. Yeah. Oh, come on. I've got a nice little hair grip. I've got a ring, which is obviously for a baby. Look at the state of that. Right, anyway, here um, we are. So, fun and games, Merry Christmas. Time. Merry Christmas, everyone. Right, what we're going to do is uh, we're, we're thinking of ideas for the you know the Christmas special. What can we do? Let's pick the best Premier League Leicester squad. And when I mean Premier League, I don't mean players who have played in the Premier League. I'm talking squad numbers, so 1 to 25. And to do this, we've each been assigned odd and even numbers, so... You're odd. I've got the odd numbers. <laughs> You're odd, and I'm even. And each of us, and we don't know what we've written down each, we're going to say all the be- the best players who have worn that shirt for Leicester. We've tried to keep it down to a couple. The initial instructions was two per number. <laughs> but here's a couple of disclaimers. One, there are a lot of players that have played for Leicester over the last 130-odd years or so, so please don't get angry if we miss somebody out from the deepest depths of history. No, do, do. Well, all right, do, yeah, because we like to hear from you, of And course. especially if it's you as well. Yeah, because... Because you've not had the fossils of foxes. You've been sitting here with your Leicester <laughs> encyclopedia for weeks and weeks. I've had a lovely time. It's been brilliant. Yeah. Looking back at who played where, it's, it's, it's sad and nerdy, but you know who, who wore what number? That's, that's the thing. So it's all about squad numbers. But also the problem there is, if we're only picking one player per number for our squad of 25 then you might argue that well your your number your two number 9s one of them was better than the one you picked for number 7 yeah but he didn't wear 7 so it is <laughs> it is purely based on what what number they wore and for the for the ones the squad numbers came in sort of uh, early 90s in and around the same time as the premier league era so anybody from before that We've gone with what number they wore most often on the pitch because the, back in the day when the number used to relate to the position like it still does in rugby. Yeah, seven is on the right wing, eleven is on the left wing, nine's a centre forward, that sort of thing. But 
it's obviously going to be massively 1 to 11 heavy. So all the big names are going to be there. And then there's going to be some absolute crackers further down. And uh, and then from that 25, we're going to create an 11, you know, the, the, the first team. So um, we'll, we'll start off with... Uh, number one. With with you. Cause That's an odd number. Because you're odd. I'll just put the ring on. Hang on a moment. You've got, you've got it over the first knuckle. I'm impressed. It's a lovely green <laughs> on, flower. On the little thing. finger, though. This is this is ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. Uh, three players to choose from for this one. Uh, the current keeper of the number one shirt and has been for a long time, Kasper Schmeichel. And then two England legends in Peter Shilton and Gordon Banks. Now, what's going to happen is I've presented those three as the best three players to wear the number one shirt for Leicester. And now it's Pete's job to select which of those three gets to wear the number one shirt for us. Not necessarily the starting goalkeeper, nope. but number one on our squad numbers. Um, so, Schmeichel, Shilton, Banks. For me, I think that Schmeichel is very close to being this selection. He's. In, I think if we win the FA Cup, for example, um, Schmeichel would then, for me, just overtake Banks. But I'm going to have to go with Banks because... Of the quality he, that he showed as a Leicester goalkeeper, but also winning the World Cup, I know that's not in a Leicester shirt, but Banks is still just ahead for me, only just for for uh, from Schmeichel. There we go, number one on the list, which I think is quite easy. Gordon Banks, right? Number two, okay. Uh, I've got five here, and the five are Danny Simpson, Simon Grayson, Peter Rodriguez, Steve Whitworth. And Gary Mills. So you've got Premier League winner Danny Simpson, Simon Grayson, who lifted a trophy at Wembley, um, Supporters Player of the Year in a few times. You've got Peter Rodriguez, who was uh, really good in the 60s, uh, attacking fullback. Gary Mills from the early 90s. And Steve Whitworth, a Leicester lad, a calm player, uh, missed only three games in six years in the Bloomfield era. I thought the hard <laughs> bit was going to be doing the research no, for my no. numbers. These, the, I tell you, the one to eleven is going to be difficult. This is ridiculous. It's going to be difficult. Um, oh, so, right, did so? So you rule them out. If you rule them out, well, I know I've never heard of Rodriguez. So you've ruled out Peter Rodriguez. Yeah, I have heard you've of. Never Wh heard of I have heard of Whitworth. <laughs> You've got to also remember that neither myself or Pete have been alive for more than three or four no, decades. So but I, I, I have my answer, which I know doesn't matter. because yeah. it's yours that matters. What did Whitworth do again? Didn't miss only missed a couple of games in six years. He was an Ellis Town what? lad, real calm, cool player. What era? Uh, in the sixties, si early sixties. That was a good team in the early sixties on the Bloomfield, wasn't it? Um. Oh, Grayson lifted the League Cup. Yeah. Well, was part of the League Cup winning team. Let's go for Simpson. Oh, really? Why not? I think for the way that he almost reinvented himself. Like, he's done a lot of things in his own personal life, which I don't really particularly agree with. And as... As an attacking fullback, he's absolutely bobbins. But in terms of providing a quarter of the staunch defence that won one nil after one nil after one nil to win as the Premier League, and and because the others didn't jump off the page at me, like you, you, I think you had a bit more of a dilemma in the sense that 
you have Banks and Shilton, some of the best goalkeepers that have ever yeah, Whit- have Whitworth ever stood between the sticks. Yeah, Whit- Whitworth. Um, that's fine. I would have gone Whitworth. Seventies. Uh, Whitworth was not sixties. He was Bloomfield was seventies. Uh, right, right, looking at the wrong person. Um, I know it, it didn't sit with me. That's why I kind of went away when you were talking about Simpson, just to confirm. But yeah, he was seventies. Whitworth. Um, well, he's not. He's not wearing number two anyway. So you've gone for. You uh, are, Simpson. of course, going to disagree with us because I, that's fine. I personally disagree. But there we go. well, yeah, we don't always agree, do we? No. So number three, um, uh, have you? Hang on, can I just ask you on air? Have you got Graham Cross for number six on yours? <laughs> you have to wait and see. Um, well, no, I need to know because yes, I do. Yeah. You do because he wore six more often than he wore three. So I'm going to take him off of the number three list. First, if that's all right with you. I will say, though, I think that the odd numbers are more difficult. Mm. So I think you've had the more difficult to do because I've gone through players and all sorts and I'm like, well, he's not on my list. He can't be because they're all odd numbers. Yeah. Uh, so number three, I think the current holder of the number three shirt has to be mentioned in Ben Chilwell. Also, also, I'll just say right now, if you're if you don't mention one player, this is the last episode we'll do. Frank Sinclair. Yeah! <laughs> Woo! He was next on my list. Christmas has started. Frank Sinclair was a man after my own heart because he scored so many own, go- own goals on a Saturday that when I went to play youth football on a Sunday and I bagged an own goal from my ill-fated position of centre-back, which I, I still do, I counted every little deflection or, or anything as an own goal just because, just to, to force myself to be better. I used to watch Frank Sinclair on a Saturday and go, you know what, Frank? You've, you've made me feel a bit better about myself here because you've made it as a professional and you score loads of own goals off your big shiny 50p head. Uh, yeah, Frank Sinclair. Um, he is the epitome of 50p head. Isn't he just? Uh, the other one I'll throw in there then is David Nish. So you've got Chilwell, Sinclair or Nish. I did I did have Mike Whitlow, but, you know, he weren't that good. He did wear three. Now, the thing is, the answer is obviously David Nish, right? But... But it's got to be Frank Sinclair. <laughs> now, there's there's people who have just lost their minds now, okay? I understand. This is the one person I'm putting in for me. This is my what a my cult, selection. cult hero, isn't he? He's my favourite Leicester player. In fact, he's probably now in second place of my favourite Leicester player of all time, okay? That's why he's in the side. The answer is obviously, Nish. That, that's the answer. But but the man that's gone in the squad because it's Christmas and you've had half a can of Diet Coke <laughs> is it's, Frank Sinclair. It's, would you like some nuts? There's some nuts over there. Um, it's in, in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation when he can't get the lights working on top of the roof and then all of a sudden it's the, the light switch goes on inside and it all works. Joy to the world! That's what it's like when Frank Sinclair's mentioned. <laughs> Here we go. Christmas has started. Frank's in the team. Own goal against Chelsea from a near post header from a corner. What were you doing, Frank? <laughs> brilliant. Like, brilliant. Some of the stories about... Anyway, sorry. He's in. Yeah, he's in. He's in. He's in. Big Frank's in. The answer's David Nish, obviously, but it's Frank. Right. Let's just... Everybody at home, just <laughs> hope and pray that when we come to select the starting eleven once we've picked this squad of 25, that Frank Sinclair's nowhere near it. We're playing three central. Anyway, um... Okay, on to number four. Yeah. How many have you got for this? Make it easier for me. Come on. I've got a few. I've got Robert Huth. Yeah. Danny Drinkwater. Yep. Sepp Smith. Yep. 
Andy Peake. Yep. Jerry Taggart. And I've actually got David Nish. <laughs> okay. Okay, so you got Hooth. We know all about Hooth. Yeah. Uh, drink Water, we know all about Drink Water. Yeah. Uh, you got David Nish, uh, youngest cup final captain, 69, 21 years old. Yeah. Um, you can always have that. Um, longest serving player in Leicester's history, Sepp Smith. You've got... Uh, yeah, yeah. The one thing about David Nish, I never knew he was part of the coaching staff when um, McGee left. He, he he was one of the caretakers. Was he? But yeah, yeah. Um, and you got Sepp Smith. You've got uh, Taggart. We know all about Taggart. Uh, and then you got Andy Peake. So you got the eighties side. Uh, Andy Peake, brilliant goal. Like the goal against Liverpool. Like everyone, as soon as you, Andy Peake, bang! I can see him scoring the goal against Liverpool in the top corner, Filbert Street end. Um, Right. Good player. 147 appearances, league appearances. Really good passer of the ball. Got a lot of stick from the crowd because he maybe didn't work as hard. But scorer of not many goals, but good goals. Okay. Let's let's rule out... I'm ruling out peak. Um, Jerry Taggart... Oh, I've got one more. Who? <laughs> I've got Frank McClintock. Oh, another one. Yeah, so you've got Frank McClintock... A, a really good player, classy player, known more obviously for his Arsenal days. Uh, dreadful as a manager when he came back to Leicester. Uh, he played in the cup finals, 61, 63 cup finals, Frank. Um, Your notes are rubbish. They're not. They're all over the place. Oh, yeah, yeah. But Frank Nicolintop, a, a brilliant player, but possibly, obviously, more Arsenal kind of base. But he was good at Leicester. Okay. Crap as manager. So I. I'm not going to put David Nish in because we we talked about him at number three as oh, well. Oh, you could have had him at four. Well, no, that would have rescued no, the whole situation. I'm not picking him at four just because you picked Frank Sinclair at three. Um, <laughs> You've got Danny Simpson at two. Which, Huth. Which that's I'm, Huth wore six as well, didn't he? Robert Huth number four. No, six. So I'm taking him out. He might have worn four for a bit. He was definitely six though because he was in the same team as Drinkwater. You decide. I'm going to get. Oh, here he is, getting up to get fossils and foxes. That is the world's biggest book. Uh, I am going... Because... He did be wear 16. Because I like loyalty, um, and everything I've ever heard about this player... This idea's gone downhill very quickly. On and off the pitch is is excellent. Um, and let's be honest, I appreciate the impact that every one of these players wearing four has had on the club, but I'm going to put Sepp Smith in at number four. He did wear six, didn't he? He did. Why have you got him as number four? I don't know. I've picked Sepp Smith anyway because you're not listening. Oh no, he he um. Did he come when he came on loan? Did no, he wear four? No, 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 no. It's me. Um, in in it's got he's down as number four, but his squad number was six. But on on the grid, he's at number four, but it doesn't count because he's squad number six. All right, yeah. There we go. So on here, for instance, Mark Albrighton is number six, all the way in the Premier League winning season but obviously he wore 11 mm. so that's why I got confused well there we go I picked Smith have you? yeah Dumb. longest serving player in the club's history you, you, you don't get loyalty like that in football these days when he was 91 he went onto the pitch at the mm. Walkers against Barcelona yeah mm. good, good <laughs> legend, legend this is this is a good one uh, I'm going to present you with three options for number five Three? Yeah, I've whittled them down. You told me two. Fine, fine. And then you said a couple I've done an extra one or two for. And here you are with a list of ten number fours. 
Um, Including Robert Huth, who wore six. Exactly. So don't you start coming after me. Go, go, go on, go on. All right, your number fives, your choices are Steve Walsh, Wes Morgan, or John Schoberg. Steve Walsh, uh, legendary captain through the 90s, um, was at the club for ages, still knocking about these days. Uh, obviously, Wes Morgan, the Premier League uh, title-winning captain and current occupant of the number five shirt. And then uh, John Schoberg, 15 years at the club, 58 to 73. Um, no nonsense, good old-fashioned defender. Again, another loyal player in a successful team again in the uh, in the early 60s, mid-60s, when we were actually quite good. This, for me, is quite easy because as much as people are going to say we're biased towards recent players, probably, but I'm going to rule out Schoberg because of what the other two have done. I think that's an easy thing to do. Yeah, the other two have lifted trophies as captains. Yeah, yeah. I normally would be swayed towards... Walshy because of Mr. Leicester City. Wes Morgan, we are massively pro Wes on this podcast, always has been, always will be. Um, Wes is one of my favourite players ever to wear a Leicester shirt. Someone asked me about um, um, I got a Vardy signed shirt behind us in For Fox Sake, and there was on about shirts and players and this, that, and the other, and I was like, oh yeah, favourite players. And I, and I mentioned Morgan straight away, uh, along with like Vardy. And they went, really? I thought people don't really like Morgan. That's, yeah, but they might not want him in the side. But if you don't like Wes Morgan, you don't like Leicester. Mm. For me, it's you know, incredible. He, he's like an old-fashioned centre-half, a bit like Walshy. The answer is Steve Walsh. Oh, <laughs> you said, oh, I would normally sway towards Walshy, but Wes Morgan. So Steve Walsh is in. If Morgan lifts a trophy... If he's lifted the if he lifted the league cup what in the last season, what do you mean season, if he lifts a trophy? He lifted the Premier League trophy. I know, I know, I know. If what, he, more, what more has the man no, got no, to do? No, no, no. If he lifts one more trophy, then that would sway it. And if, and, and if Wes Morgan becomes the first no. Leicester captain to lift the uh, the FA Cup. Oh, obviously. Yeah. But but for me, it's that won't be down to Wes. You know, if he plays great, but that would just tip him over. Walsh has that childhood. He, he he was a yeah. he was a childhood hero, but because he played for so long, he scored the goals against Derby at Wembley. Mm. He scored that goal against Arsenal. He walked out at the um, at the Vicente Calderon against Atletico Madrid. That's Steve Walsh. You know, you, you can't be someone's hero when when you're seven, and then he was there when I was on the terraces as a 16, 17-year-old. That, that is difficult to throw out the side. There we go. So one to five so far. Gordon Banks, Danny Simpson, Frank Sinclair, Seb Smith, Steve Walsh, your candidates for number six. Right, number six, uh, Robert Hooth. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he in the number four? Yeah, Robert Hooth. Yeah. Uh, John O'Neill. Okay. Uh, you've got Graham Cross. Yeah. You've got Muzzy Is It. And you've got Colin Appleton. Okay. So you've got John O'Neill, over 300 appearances. Uh, he was actually a student at Loughborough when he uh, made his debut. So late 70s, um, captain for a couple of promotions. Graham Cross, Leicester lad, 599 senior appearances. Um, 60s stalwart, all those cup finals and all that. Uh, Muzzy, is it? 269 league appearances, 800k from Chelsea, all the goals. 
Overhead kick in Scrimsby, the header against Watford to get into the playoffs when we got promoted, the volley against Spurs, still there in the uh, when it all went horribly wrong in the 2000s. Gone Colin Appleton in the 60s, only missed eight games in five seasons, cup finals and all that, saw the malarkey, and uh, he was captain when they won the League Cup in 63. Um, oh, another tough one. It's a, it's a very tough one. Cheers, this, Pete. This, for me, is, is, is very tough. I, you don't get a say though, so ha. Go on, what are you gonna say? It's your podcast after all. <laughs> <laughs> your podcast, no, your opinion. <laughs> you you say what you would have done. You say you you pick. First. All right. Um, for me, this is a very difficult one. I'm torn between two. Um, I, I, I was I was down to two. And I'm torn between uh, historical, write your name in the history books, kind of legendary status and than the my era of Leicester City status as as I think you have been on a couple of selections as well um it, this is obviously this is hard for us because we the, there are a lot of players coming out on this list that we haven't seen play stop making excuses got, no we've got stats for it and we've got uh, sort of historical recounts um and if you're lucky a bit of footage of them playing whatever um it's the 60s, it's not... Oh, I know. We're, we're going to go to the 20s soon. But... I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, so it's between Cross and Is It for me. I would agree. And uh, oh, I like Muzzy Is It as a player. He's quite funny as a bloke as well. I met him a couple of times. You interviewed him for the podcast? Uh, yeah, I did. Well, no, I interviewed Steve Walsh, but Muzzy was there, desperately hungover. Was it Walshy? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Alan March Sport have interviewed on, Muzzy, is it? On my podcast. On <laughs> podcast, yeah. <laughs> it's a good job you picked him, actually, Steve Walsh, because he has been on the podcast before. Oh. Um, oh, I'm going to go for Cross. I would have gone for Cross as well. I'm a big Muzzy, is it fan. Huge. Yeah, me and, too. And, and, and the thing with is it for me is because he stayed at Leicester. He stayed there. Um, he was there in 2002 still. He, when, he, when we were crap. Yeah, it's true. Um, right, seven. We're going, we're going along at a decent pace. Actually. We are actually. We need to though, don't we? Because it's Christmas and people have got better things to be doing than sitting around listening. People to are us. listening to this, cooking turkeys and peeling um, whatevers. This was my second hardest number to keep the shortlist down for number seven. So, um, not for consideration, but just for a, a, a nice little mention for some of the number sevens that we've had. Whoa, no, I'm just saying. I'm, okay. I'm just going to say the names, and then no, I mean you can choose them if you want, but I wouldn't put them up there. I liked Ian Hume. Uh, I liked Nobby Solano. Oh my god! I liked god. Julian Jochim. Well, that's better. But, um, so, but he, none of those are in consideration oh. for the number seven shirt. Julian could have been there. Well, he can. Uh, it's up to you. From, from in my opinion, I'm going to present to you now one, two, three, four, five players. If you pick Nobby Solano. I'm going to tip the table over. No, he's not on the five. Oh, okay. I've not even said the five yet. One of them is Neil Lennon. Right. Then you've got uh, uh, Howard Riley. Who... The referee? No. That's Mike Riley and Howard Webb. You've just got two mixed up there. <laughs> Howard Riley, who I was lucky enough to interview for a documentary I made probably about seven or eight years ago now. Remind um, me never to watch that. Uh, it was an audio documentary, so you don't actually have to see my face. Right. You no, no, but what about refereeing? No, he's a footballer. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. 
Uh, he was in that 60s team. Lovely bloke. Uh, Davy Gibson, who probably kept Howard Riley out of the team quite a lot, also wear number seven. Uh, Steve Lydex and Keith Weller. So, so you have got Lennon, Riley, Gibson, Linex, and Weller, who, when I was looking him up, actually, Weller, obviously I'm, I'm aware of his ability, but he was top scorer for Chelsea and scored in the UEFA Cup Winners' Cup. Then they sold him. Well, I've I've got Gibson down for another number. Okay, so you can rule him out then. So if you want to, if Riley, you think I'm going to pick him for the Riley, number, Riley, I'm going to say no. Yeah, I I put him on there for sentimental value because I like the bloke. Lennon, I'm going to say no. Okay, who are the other ones? Weller, Weller and Linex, or Joe Chim if you wanted to put him in. I say Joe Chim and Linex. I'm going to say no. Um, it's between Weller and Gibson. Now for me. Keith Weller's always in, in the best 11s and all that sort of thing. But that doesn't matter here. Because this is a for fuck's sake best 11. And yeah. it probably won't make any sense. Um, I'm going to be quite controversial here. I'm going to go David Gibson. Okay. Mainly because I can then rule him out of being a number 10. Okay. Now he, You don't get to pick number 10 anyway. Yeah. And also, we might not play a formation that includes... Well, not having Weller in the side is a, is a disgrace. But I'm going with Gibson over Weller. And we did put out the disclaimer that there would be some players that would miss out because we're doing it on squad. Uh, don't don't apologise. Common play number. So, number eight. Right. It's um, on one of those pieces of paper. Oh, oh my God. I've got all mine neatly written on one piece of paper. Up. Pete's right. got four sheets of A4 with scribbles all over them. Right, I've got 19 players here. You're joking. Do what I did and bit a few off. John Duncan. Who? We were in the 20s. John Duncan. Okay. Okay. Went on to manage the club, John Duncan did. Did he? Yeah, he did. Ernie Hine, 1926. Scored twice on his debut. 148 goals in 247 league appearances. Good record. He broke the net with a goal on Boxing Day. Excellent. Also, he scored four goals out of six games for England. Very rare. Leicester player got called up for England back in those days. Um, Don Revy, who's well known as being uh, obviously a manager, but um, played in the Sepp Smith era. He, he kind of took him under his wing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Morris, a couple of Division Two medals in 54-57. John Samuels. Samuels? Huh? John Samuels? Yes. Not Samuels. Well, that's what I've wrote here. Samuels. Yeah, 70s, Bloomfield era. Bloomfield's first uh, signing, actually, 71, uh, 100k. And uh, I've got Ali Brown. Again, uh, you're talking early 70s, tall player. Scored twice on debut. And uh, a certain Gary Lineker, who we know who is. Yeah, I didn't realise he wore eight. Uh, this is the easiest one so far for me. Lineker. Yeah. I don't think you can talk about Leicester City without talking about Lineker. Whatever you're talking about, you're, you're talking about him. But surely you would have known that Lineker wore a number that wasn't one that you used. Yeah, but it could have been 10. I suppose, yeah. No, he's number eight. Excellent. Number eight, Gary, Gary Land. Gary Lineker is in. Sorry, I'm away from the microphone. I'm number nine. Right. Number nine. Just writing it down, I have to concentrate. Number nine's the hardest. Uh, for me to actually select a list of uh, oh, 
Let's get uh, let's get a few as I did with seven, a few n- uh, honourable mentions that Wait, you I go, won't you go for the honourable. I'm going to get a drink while you do this. You're supposed to be listening to me. I am. I am. Where are you going? Can get a drink because I've drank one. we uh, let's be perfectly uh, clear about the difference between for Fox Eight podcast and the Drinking with Fear podcast in the sense that we are drinking soft beverages only at the moment. Anyway, I was just wondering. I was just waiting for you to walk back through that door with a can of lager. Then, but it is the Diet Coke that we're on. The um, the um, the. <laughs> Funny enough, uh, I I picked out a can of Diet Coke uh, last night. And uh, it, <laughs> when I drank it, it was a Moretti. So, of course it was. <laughs> what a surprise! Uh, judging by the state of some of your tweets last night, I'm sure you couldn't see what you were pulling out of your fridge. Uh, number nine, there are oh, three players that I want to mention that probably won't go into the into the squad. Darren Eady, for some bizarre reason, was my favourite player when he was at Leicester. I don't know why. I just liked him. He never played. Well, that's probably why. Um, also, I don't think they'd probably make it into your consideration, Pete, but I like a good old-fashioned 90s Premier League centre-forward, and that's exactly what we had in Les Ferdinand and Dion Dublin, who both wore nine for Leicester as well. Neither of them in the 90s, though. N- early noughties, 90s, early noughties, you know what I mean. Yeah, you know they're, I mean. they're well-known as being 90s strikers, play for Leicester. In the twilight of their career. When they were a little bit sluggish. Dion Dublin very quickly became a centre-back, didn't he, for us. He went the opposite way to the likes of Walsh and Elliot. Uh, right, so your considerations then for the number nine shirt. You have got uh, Ewan Roberts. You have got the current holder of the shirt, Jamie Vardy. You have got Emil Heskey. Frank Worthington. Alan Smith, Steve Claridge, and record goal scorer Arthur Chandler. Good luck to you, sir. So, Chandler... Right, go from again. Ewan Roberts. No. Okay, hang on. Let me mark these this, this, this is This is the one, isn't it, really? This yeah. is the one. Ewan Roberts, no. Jamie Vardy. Leave him on the list. Emil Heskey. Love him. Absolutely. Scored the, one of the, my favourite goals of all time away at Co- uh, Coventry. A brilliant player. Go on, Eski. Go on, Emil. Go on. Well done. That's going to be a no, isn't it? No. <laughs> Bless him. Uh, Frank Worthington. Love, love Eski. Um, Frank. No. No. Again, a tremendous player. But yeah, we we're, no. no, no. We've got to be elitist here with number nine. Yeah. Uh, Alan Smith. Again, I think he's very good on Sky Sports as well. Um, no. Go on. Would have worked very good alongside Lineker in the squad. Well, they played together, didn't yeah. they? Steve Claridge. Super Steve. Let's have his proper name. Uh, Super Steve's shin. Super Stevie Claridge. Again, talk about... I'd love to do a special... And this is something kind of made me for the new year. I'd love to do a Steve Claridge special. I think one of the most... Un- Underrated is a weird term. It's not quite the term you want, but... Important Leicester players... Yeah, Steve Claridge. God, the goals he scored, the important. He's, he's, he's put a line through him. Put a line through him. But you say no. But it's a no. But you, right. could, you could do an hour on Steve Claridge's Leicester career. Oh yeah, it would be and the memories that he evokes for oh. many, many thousands of Leicester fans. Normally, one player, a player's name, brings out a memory. Yeah, Steve has three or four. Yeah. Uh, so your choices then, you're left, you've done very well to get this down to two. It's Jamie Vardy 
or the club's all-time record goal scorer Arthur Chandler? I mean, we all know that there were players in the Chandler era. Um, you got Chandler, you got Rowley, who scored not just an absolute ton of goals, but a ton of goals in terms of football league history. Um, and you've got to be immensely, you know, it's, it's, it's very satisfying looking back on those players, seeing those sort of numbers associated with Leicester. And um, and, and it's great, it's great. But it, it's got to be Jamie Vardy. There's no, there's no other real answer unless you were going to go for one of the others. But it's going to have to be Jamie Vardy. In he goes. It, it, it just is. It just is. Jamie Vardy wears number nine in our squad list. Um, right, on to ten. The Mercurial Ten. Okay. How many have you got for that? Oh, my God. Four. Your list looks much longer than four. I've got... Alan Birchinal, MBE. Yep. Gary McAllister. Yep. Andy King. <laughs> yep. And Arthur Rowley. A surprising list. You would have thought there might be others. Mm. I, I whittled them down. So Gary McAllister, excellent player. Um, still lived local, but is he with um, is he with? Gerard at Rangers. Yeah, I think so. I've seen him in a I wrote Rangers that down, tracksuit. but I didn't realise that was. Um, he turned Forrest down because Clough was rude when he was at Leicester for a move there. Yeah. Um, Leicester's first million pound sale, if you mm. know what I mean. Uh, Alan Bershnell, again, you go back to the 70s, flamboyant player, scorer of not many goals, but spectacular goals again, but and we know the Birch. Uh, Andy King, League One Championship, Premier League winner. Andy is our king. And uh, obviously David Gibson, possibly. No. And uh, Arthur Rowley, who in 303 games scored 251 goals. And he was the most prolific scorer in the Football League has ever seen. Um, second to Chandler for Leicester. 16 hat-tricks. 44 goals in 1957 when they won Division 2. Never got an England cap, so that's why I mentioned England caps with previous players because it was a rare thing um, 433 goals in 619 games of British record in his club career why they let him go it was a it, they, they won the league as far as I'm aware they won the league this is top of my head not written down they won the league in 57 he scored 44 goals and then the next season they're in the top flight I think he scored 20 or around that and it was deemed maybe not good enough and then they let him go oh come on I want to say Shrewsbury but that might be rubbish um, and then he went and scored a million goals for for them. Okay. So, so you got right Gary Mack. Yeah. Uh, no. The Birch. I would suggest that he's done more for the club in retirement than he did on the pitch. Good player, but That's a good answer. That's a good answer. But but no. Um, Andy is our king. He is. Uh, I, I'm considering him, but I don't think I'm going to pick him because I'm going to pick... Arthur Rowley. How can you score that many goals and not get in the team? Three. If you're looking for a goal scorer, you want the man that scored the most goals in English league football history. Not for Leicester, but for everybody ever. 303 league games, that was. 
um, and 251 goals. Unbelievable. There was obviously more than that, including cups. But if you want to, you had to add them all up and, uh, you know. And you didn't have a calculator. No. So, uh, Rowley's in. I agree. I agree with that. That makes a change. Uh, okay, number 11. So this is the last time that we're really going to be talking about players from anywhere earlier than the early 90s when other squad numbers came into being. So this is the last one where there are huge amounts of choice because it gets fun after this. I've got some absolute tripe written down who are very much going to be making number 24 and number 25 on the on the bench in terms of quality of player. Uh, number 11... You can... Um, tricky left-wingers. Tricky left-wingers. Yeah. You have a choice of Ian Ormondroid. Sticks. Yeah. You got Steve Guppy. And Ormondroid. Ormondroid on the wing. Gupster. Yeah. Uh, Mike Stringfellow. Yeah. Lenny Glover. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to leave it there. Right. So you got we have got all Brighton and and you know yeah, yeah. I'm gonna leave it there. So you got Glover, yeah. You got Mark Stringfellow, yeah. Who went on to obviously run lap dancing clubs, yeah. Uh, you've got um, Steve Guppy, Steve Guppy, and Ian Ormondroid, who okay, was well, a record well, signing at the time for th- a massive three hundred and fifty grand in 1992. Guppy is obviously one of the best left-footed players. Put to... a line through. For me, put a line through sticks. Yeah. Um, and then you've got string, string fellow. Again, Gu- 90, Guppy ninety-eight goals in three hundred and seventy-seven games. And then Glover. Glover. 48 in 297, <laughs> self-proclaimed in, in one of his own books, the best uncapped winger in the world. Um, see, I'm, also, I'm trying to get a player to be better than Guppy. Um, Guppy was sensational. What a Crossing a ball, my word. Mm. Um, Got a couple of England caps, didn't he? With, um, he did, he played, well. he played at Stadium of Light in the game. Mm. Um, I am going to go with. I'm not going to pick Steve Guppy. Okay. Um, it's going to be between Stringfellow and Glover. Now, I'd imagine a lot of people listening to this are going to go for one, and a lot of people are going to go for the other. I reckon it's pretty 50 50. Okay. Um, for me, in terms of what I want, it's going to be. Stringfellow. Okay. There he goes. Number 11. Shall we have a quick recap before we move on to the uh, more modern players that will inevitably come from 12 onwards? Go on in. So one. Uh, squad numbers 1 to 11. 1. Gordon Banks. Yep. 2. Danny Simpson. Solid. 3. Frank Sinclair. Obviously. 4. Sepp Smith. Yep. 5. Steve Walsh. Go on. 6. Graham Cross. Nice. 7. Davey Gibson. Yep. 8. Gary Lineker. Legend. 9. Jamie Vardy. Who? 10. Arthur Rowley. That's him. And 11. Mike Stringfellow. Yep. Right. So that's 1 to 11. Uh, so now if you're listening to this thinking I've not heard of half those players they were talking about, I need something from the last 15 to 20 years, you're in luck because that's what we're on now. I've got number 12. Okay. And... 
there's two. One has been mentioned already, and one, there's people saying, why hasn't he been mentioned already? There's two options. Mm -hmm. Now, one of them is Peter Shilton. Okay. Purely because in the history of number 12s, it, it, it started as being the number of the reserve goalkeeper. Yeah. Then that kind of moved to a number 13. Yeah. Uh, but really, that's where it was. So if you're looking at the ultimate reserve goalkeeper for Leicester, it would have to be Shilton yeah. because he basically forced the move of... But he forced Banks out, Banks he out of the club. Forced you know. the World Cup winning goalkeeper exactly. out of the club. Um, when he was, what, 17 years old. Mm. Um, but the other selection is Jimmy Goodfellow. Now, there's been a lot of people out there going, well, he didn't play number 12. Um, Mid-60s, City side, brilliant City side. And uh, he was kind of an inside forward position. And he was Leicester's first ever number 12. Because he replaced Graham Cross after 80 minutes in 1965 in a home game against Liverpool. <laughs> he was Leicester's first ever number 12. First ever substitute. Um, and also, he was a tremendous player in his own right. All right. Um, based on the fact that a lot of the potential reserve goalkeepers have thrown themselves up on my list of odd-numbered players and I wouldn't trust any of them to keep the goal, plus it was extremely close between uh, Shilton and Banks anyway for the number one shirt, got to be Shilton. That's unbelievable. I can't believe you've gone with Shilton. Got to put him in. <laughs> I would have gone Jimmy Goodfellow. Why, Why would first... you not want Shilton and Banks at the same club? Just because the... Goodfellow was the first ever substitute. What kind of a record is that? No, but I've also got numbers down which depend on goalkeepers. But <laughs> <laughs> but, but Goodfellow's Shilton's the... in. Goodfellow's the first ever number 12. Surely that's, that's, that has to be a record. Doesn't make him good. Yeah, he was a brilliant player. Fantastic player. Yeah, well, Shilton was better. Right. He's England's record cup holder, for goodness sake. He's in. Right. Sorry, Peggy off Xad. We'll come on to you later. <laughs> Here we go then. Um, yeah, this makes number 13 a bit funny for you. It's your fault. Yeah, you're your welcome. Your fault. You're welcome. Got, I, I, no, you can all the you pointers, want three goalkeepers in the squad of 25, so you're going to have to pick one here. All the pointers were towards Goodfellow. Yeah. I'm just doing it number by number. I'm not trying to preempt anything. Here you go for number 13s that have played for Leicester City, who are actually worthy of some kind of mention. Um, you've got Casey Keller, who wore 13 oh, yes. for a, a season or so before he took the number one shirt. You've got... USA! USA! Comrade Logan's worn 13. Oh, my God. You've got... There must have been some rubbish left out. Daniel Amati's worn 13. Who's just signed a new contract, which I really liked. Good um, news, yeah. He's, and, and, and his interview was amazing because he just turned around and he goes, I'm a very straightforward person, very simple, you know, not simple, but he, tr he says, I I, I'm work I just work as hard as I can. I play 100% every game. And you can see that in him, you know. Mm -hmm. He gets a lot of stick, but I, I agree with that signing the contract. There you go. Topical number 13. He, of course, isn't number 13 anymore. He's got nowhere near um, in the squad, but never mind. And uh, <laughs> because he was a bit of a cult hero of mine, uh, Arna Gudnarkson. Oh, my word. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so you've got Keller, Logan, or Amati, or Gunnlaugsson. It's got to be Casey Keller. Yeah. Um, because he he signed on... Um, when we got promoted to the Premier League, he we played Sunderland away. This is all top of my head, so it could be nonsense. We played Sunderland away first game, and O'Neill signed Keller 
and I think Spencer Pryor the day before the first game. Um, good goalkeeper. He was a good goalkeeper. Made some brilliant saves and and was involved in a, in a, in a in a brilliant era for the side. So yeah, Keller, your hats fell off. I know. <laughs> I've just readjusted my headphones and off it went. On to fourteen. There's two. Yeah. Robert Savage. Yep. And Angolo Kante. Oh, come on. Come on. He... I struggled to like him when he was a Leicester player anyway, let alone when he wasn't a Leicester player, and now he's on 606. At Kante. It's got to be Kante. I, I think Savage was brilliant in that midfield. The best midfield outside of Manchester, said uh, Alex Ferguson. Is it... Lennon and obviously Savage running around everywhere. Um, again, he always used to score one goal a season, but it was brilliant. Yeah, I appreciate what he did in that squad, but He's I appreciate what Angola Kante did in the title when he squad a whole dread- lot more. Dreadful on the radio. Yeah, don't like him. Uh, 15. Uh, I think this one will be fairly straightforward for you as well. I'll, so I'll leave the one that I think is going to get it till last. I can't, think, um, I can't think, actually. 15, I can't think. Oh, yeah. Go on. Are you joking? Go you on. better be joking. Uh, Pontus Kamark, who marked Janino out of uh, out of that game against Middlesbrough. The guy with uh, umpteen pronunciations for his th- uh, second name. Yeah. Uh, he's he's on Swedish sports TV quite a lot. Actually. Yeah, yeah, he's a pundit. Doing, doing pretty well for himself. Bruno Berner, I liked him. Right. He's obviously not going to get in the squad. And Jeff Schlupp wore 15 for quite a number of years. Uh, and also Harry Maguire. Oh yeah, Harry Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were taking a mick. No. Oh, you'd um, forgotten. There you go. No, well, um, I think Dref Schlupp might crop up in another number as well. Okay. Um, it's got to be Maguire, really. It's quite yeah. simple, isn't it, really? Um, on to number 16. The problem number, as I'm going to call it. Because, again, it's a strange number that no one really has played well. Yeah, go on then. I've got... The worst player to ever wear a Leicester shirt, Josh Lowe. It's <laughs> crap. awful. He was only useful because we couldn't find a way to pass the ball up the pitch. So every goal kick, they'd just wallop it out towards the right wing he, and see if he could stand still and edit somewhere towards another blue shirt. As much as he was a, use, a useless player and rubbish, he was... You could say he's someone slow. You can say they don't possess a pass or a shot or awareness or just all round any ability. But the one thing that you can't be when you're a professional footballer is scared of the ball. <laughs> he was scared of the ball. And he's about six foot something. He's a, a big lad, wasn't he? Big lad. Scared of the ball. Yeah. Worst player of all time. He was terrible. Um, I've got uh, Neil Dan's. Okay, <laughs> this is scraping the barrel. Go on. I've got Matty James. Yeah, okay. Who for a while wore that shirt. He did, yeah. And also Ian Walker. Oh, we can't have another keeper, can we? Well, your bloody fault for picking. Why Shilton. would you not pick Peter Shilton now? Just because I'd be forced to pick you Ian Walker. Realise no, that. I'm not having Ian Walker over Peter Shilton. We've not got to not peg it. it yet. Yeah. Um. Oh my goodness me! You've got to pick. You've it's got, got to, to be Matty it. James. Oh well, okay. 
Why? What were you going to say? You got a bit Josh Lowe, really. <laughs> no, because it, even training would be rubbish. You can't even say he's a squad player because you'd be training with him and you'd be like, mate, you belong in League Two. For me, well, it's yours. It's your pick, so I can't do. I can't do anything. I would have thought we, if we were looking. I forgot about Keller, so Walker would have been the third goalkeeper. Because I think if you go through lesser goalkeepers, Walker... He was good. If you were picking like a top seven, he'd be in that seven. He made England squads as yeah, well, didn't he? Yeah, he'd be at the lower end of the seven, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So if you're looking for three goalkeepers in your squad, he could have easily been there. But because you ruined it with Shilton, carry on. I didn't ruin it. Right. Uh, so, 17. This makes it interesting because I... Interestingly, picked Danny Simpson to wear number two, <laughs> and of course he was seventeen. I still can't. I still don't know why you picked him. You're welcome. Two. I still can't believe. Um, so you've got a choice between Spencer Pryor and mm. Richard Stearman. Oh my God! You're welcome, Spencer Pryor. Um, Could never tell him and Matt Elliott apart when they played together. He's. I don't know. Um. The, the one thing with Spencer Pryor, I've already mentioned him obviously when he signed, is the way he left very quickly and went to Derby for the same money we bought him mm. and, and all kind of quick, 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 go, go, go. Nothing to do with our number five in our squad, but never mind. Um, he, uh, You all know it if you're around at the time. And, uh, allegedly, and um, who was the other one? Richard Stearman. No. Um... Less the lad, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, from a young age, yeah. I think yeah. he was Wolves originally. Like Wolves. I think it's, he's a Wolves it's got, fan. You've got to go with Pryor. You, you, you'll have to, really. Big Spencer's in. He, he's, out of those two, he's the better player. Hang on. Played in the better team. Are we allowed to go back to your number two selection or not? What? Are we allowed to go back to number two? What, Danny Simpson? Yeah. Why? Would you pick Simpson over Pryor? Uh yeah, so should I pick somebody else in number two, or are we not allowed now? It's written down. It's written down. All right, it's your fault. You pick Danny Simpson. I good right number I, eighteen. I think that's the worst pick, possibly the worst thing you've ever said on the podcast. Picking Simpson. It's Christmas. Right, what number? Eighteen. Right, you've got two. You've got early Jeff Schlupp. Yep. And this is Jeff Schlupp scoring a hat-trick on his debut against Rotherham. Whatever okay. I thought he was going to be. Do you remember when Jeff Schlupp went to train with Man United? <laughs> <laughs> and now he's on Palace's bench. Yeah, and it was like... They, but the way that Leicester went, yeah, just go and train with them for three weeks because they might think that you're mint. And it was weird because if they wanted to buy him, they'd still have to pay like five million quid at a time or whatever. I don't know, four million quid. Mm. But yeah, just go and train with them for three weeks. And, um, and then obviously your answer will be Matt Elliott. Oh, of course. Club record signing, 1.6 million from Oxford. Watched by many, but Leicester went for him. Um, turning Marcel Desai inside out. Scorer of goals, went up front for a long time. Stopper of goals. Stopper of goals. Two goals against Tranmere in the League Cup final. Big captain. Comfortable on the ball. He, also, when you're talking about captain, he took over the captaincy from, say, Walshie. Yeah. So he got the most inspirational captain, probably, that the club's had. Yeah, hard act to follow. And then he carried it on. It didn't. It didn't go down. Do you know what I mean? The, mm -hmm. the captaincy was carried on by another, which you would put in the top five captains the club's ever had. 
Well, they were at the club together for quite a while, weren't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. And, and, and Elliot big... took over from Walsh while Walsh was still yeah, there. Yeah, big, big friends. And they obviously formed the old Tuesday club and that with, you know, Frank and Izzet and Lennon and all them lot. You know, they're all Taggart. Um, turned down Spurs. Five and a half million. O'Neill went to him, look, we've accepted a bid because we have to. Um, five and a half million is a lot of money at the time. And he went, no, I'm staying. A bit like Muzzy, is it? He turned down moves and stuff. Um Club legend. Yeah. Legend's a, a strong word, but... Yeah, it's Matt Elliott, he's, isn't it? He's one of them. Um, 19 is going to be quite straightforward because we've said on this podcast he's probably one of the best players that's ever put a Leicester shirt on. Um, so I'll leave him till last. You've got people that have won uh, 19 class acts such as Elvis Hammond, Richie Wellens. Elvis Hammond was an athlete rather than a footballer. Yeah, he was, yeah. Uh, always wore gloves, didn't he? No matter what the weather. Um, Andre Kramerich wore 19. Um, did he really? Yeah. And he should, so still, too, he should still be wearing 19. He should. But so too did Esteban Cambiasso. Oh, what a lovely, lovely signing. Mm. It was one of them signings that could have gone horribly wrong and he could have basically just gone in October back to Argentina. He saved us. He single-handedly saved our Premier League status. It, it, was, it was one of them signings that was always going to be for one season and it just worked. You sign these players and you go, hang on, why has he gone there? That That's not really going to work at all. It always ends in tears. Either they're way beyond, they're over the hill, so physically they can't do it anymore. It's a brand new league. It's quick. It's fast. It's too quick for them. It's only going to be for a season and off they go. What but, a player. But this just worked. All round worked. His, the, the reason he was able to be on top of a Premier League game is because his brain works quicker than I think any footballer that's pulled a Leicester shirt on. Riyad Mahrez's his feet moved faster than any Leicester player I think that's ever put a Leicester shirt on. Esteban Cambiasso's brain, he was so, he, he knew exactly what the opposition were going to do. He, he saw things that his fellow Leicester players didn't even see. He played passes that they didn't even run for because they were he was that good. Big statement when you got the likes of Nathan Blake who's played. <laughs> Is he coming up next? The best thing about these numbers is that you there's some rotters. Yeah. Essentially, when I did this, I I I got to 2002 and stopped looking until yeah, I got to 2012. Said, yeah. I deleted 10 years. And um, I think lots of Leicester fans wish they could delete those 10 years. Number but 20. they make us more grateful for what we have now, don't they? Yes. And, and, and isn't everyone happy with what's going on? Aren't we? Number 20. There's two. Go on. Shinji Okazaki. Yeah. And Ian Marshall. Oh. Pull your socks up, Marshall. Hey, Okazaki, £7.5 million, pounds, signed by Pearson. Ian Marshall was a state, wasn't he? And obviously won the league. We know we know when Okazaki. And Marshall, famously, never got on with O'Neill. Um, scorer of the goal in the Vicente Calderon against Atletico Madrid. Uh, scorer of goals, I... Again... I say a name and then the first thing that comes into your head I can see him scoring against Derby at Pride Park twice when we were 4 up in the first 15 minutes um, I can see him scoring against Spurs away and the other player is Shinji Okazaki Marshall was the least football-y looking footballer you could ever wish to meet, wasn't it? Massive baggy shirt, he, shin pads and socks around his ankles. The most untidy front line if he played with Clary. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? I absolutely love Shinji Okazaki. 
But I've got to put Ian Marshall in. You are crazy. I loved him. He was... Everything about him screamed, I'm not a footballer. I'm the bloke that's in Weatherspoons at 8.30am every day. Do you remember when Okazaki scored the overhead kick against Newcastle? What, when he fell over and his leg was up in the no, air? No, he didn't. It was an overhead kick. He scored the goal away Look. at West Ham. I was there at the game. I Second like Second game Okazaki. of the season. Won the Premier League. Mm. Still there. Ian Marshall. <sighs> core, core blimey. The only redeeming feature for Marshall is that he played. In, he could play in centre of the defence. There you go. You know. More versatile than Nakazaki. You wouldn't find him at centre half, would you? Uh, 21. This is going to be fun. Oh. Because the best player to wear 21, yep. in, arguably, if you're just basing it on technique alone, is the man that's currently wearing it, Vicentia Bora. Right. Your other candidates. I'd have been struggling if you asked me what number he was. Yeah, your other candidates are Graham Fenton, Fatty Fenton, <laughs> and Jamie Lawrence. The original pineapple. He's got a pineapple on his head. The original He's got pineapple. A pineapple. Because his... best, best champ ever. Well, Jamie Lawrence, he played for Leicester against West Ham. West Ham fans, he had the pineapple haircut. Um, they sang the pineapple, la da And then the next week, who turned up to play against West Ham? Forrest with Jason Lee. Pineapple chant goes up again. And that's how fancy football got hold of it. If you remember fancy football at the time, some of the jokes, Mark, they, they, you'd never be able to do them now. Um, they showed a field of um, trees, of palm trees, and said it's it's Jason Lee's family graveyard. <sighs> oh my god! Do you know <laughs> that's that's dark? That is like, I mean, even at the time, they were, you, know, you can see Frank, Sin uh, Frank Sinclair, Frank Skinner, just kind of opened his eyes, going, oh, "I can't believe we've just done that." But that's the sort of stuff, you know. Anyway, so you got Jason Lee, uh, Jason Lee, um, Jamie Lawrence, Jamie Lawrence, <laughs> Graham Fenton, or Vicente Ibora, who, bear in mind, we have said on this podcast is probably not good enough to play for. <laughs> but if you're comparing him to Jamie Lawrence this and Graham a, Fenton, this is a num I thought 16 was bad. <laughs> 21. Okay, Fenton, no, because no, Jamie Lawrence or Vicente Ibora. I'm going to put in the Leicester squad Jamie Lawrence because Ibora has, I think, underperformed in a Leicester shirt. But and I think Jamie Lawrence didn't underperform. I think he maxed his ability. Very well justified. <laughs> okay, on to number uh, what? Twenty-two. Twenty-two. We're ne we're nearly there, folks. Nearly there. Nearly there. right. Twenty-two. You've got Diamari Gray. Okay, before he took the hallowed number seven shirt, yep. Oh, yeah. Um, Adi Akinbai. Oh, I was looking at his stats, actually. He was top goal scorer in the Premier League the one season. What, seven? What, top, our top goal scorer. No, he got mm. 11. The one thing about uh, Akinbai is that we signed him for five and a half million, but because of instalments, we only paid three and a half. Good. We then sold him for two and a half. So we only actually paid a million pounds because he never reached any of the instalment targets in terms of goals or appearances. So it was only a million pound. All right, Gray Akinbaye, Paul Dickov, excellent, and Peggy Arfexad. <laughs> well, sorry Peggy, but we've got a few keepers in the squad already who are slightly better than than you. Um, and enjoy your new life filming adult movies. Um, Paul Dickov, um, one hundred and ten. 
League appearances, 34 goals, player of the year in that deadly partnership. Return, remember when we, uh, the first season in, in the in the King Power, the Walkers, mm. alongside Brian Dean. Yeah, the old, the classic little and large. Both were experienced players, still still active, do you know what I mean? They, they weren't, Just about. Yeah, but, but in terms of being an older player, Brian Dean famously scored the first ever Premier League goal, and yet there he is, uh, 2002 in the twilight of his career, but still completely able to play a full season and be not an old OAP. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? He, yeah. he, he wasn't, oh, you have to bring him off the bench now because he can't He can't be the figurehead. No, these two were the main strikers at the club. Yeah. Um, and they, they were fantastic. Paul Dickov, fantastic. The only problem is he denied us that semi-final in the FA Cup by scoring that penalty for Blackburn. Yeah, well, you can't hold that against him. No, really. Um, I... In my research, I put down some honorary mentions for players that wore odd numbers that were beyond the 25 that we decided to set Ooh, our limit at. Yeah, you can't. We might come into that in a bit. We might. But Dickov wore 27 for a time as well. Right. And I wrote him down, and I really liked his terrier like, ankle biting style of play. Uh, so he's in. Yes, a, a, a good squad member. Yeah. Good squad member. Paul Dickov. Okay, twenty-three. I can't again. Can't think of a number. You know, Beckham. Yeah, Beckham. <laughs> um, let's start you off with the likes of DJ Campbell. Oh my and God, Jordan Stewart. Oh, it gets better. I promise. Dear me. Um, well, actually, Jordan Stewart was a good player. Yeah, he was all right. Yeah, yeah. Heskey wore twenty-three for a bit. Oh. So you could manage to pigeonhole him in. Ooh. Um, Where's the book? But you've also got... You've also got Leo Ajoa. Oh! <coughs> so Ooh. it is essentially a choice between two oh, no. two big lads up top. It's Heskey or Ajoa. This is a way to get Heskey in when he could, didn't quite make it for the number... What was he? Nine. Talk amongst yourselves. Pete's got his book out again. Talk amongst yourselves. It's a good job you've got this book, isn't it? Right. I'm well, all I'm looking for is Emil Heskey and his first first appearance in the squad. Twenty three. There, there you he is. go. You're welcome. Ninety four, ninety five season. And then the season after, um, they didn't have squad numbers again. No, 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 no. Stupid. The season after, there he is, and he's played a few games. And I'm just wanting to know how long he played with number 23. Because no, he became 11 then. In 96-97, he wore number 11. Right, well, as much as I'm a big fan of Emil Heskey... Oh, down, here we go. I think he didn't play as many games with number 23 no. on. Yeah. By the looks of that book. Like a couple. Yeah. And then he went to number 11. And then um, 9. So I will have to put a line through him. Jordan Stewart's admirable mention... Um, I've already written it down. It's yeah, got it. it's got to be Leo. And also in this squad, what a great guy to come off the bench. Yeah. Um, that, that different option, that bringing it back to current to Leicester City squad, we don't have. I think Leo Ajoa would have to go down as many people's, one of, one of many people's like, favourite players. He's only there for a few seasons, but obviously what we did. But always gave his full and he was a very good player yeah. score of important goals loved him come across as a nice chap as well mm-hmm. and um, yeah you know good old Leo he's in right, what, right what this number? is your last one 24 
What have I've we got, got? Three players. Okay. Andrew Impey. Ah, oh, amazing. The man with no neck. Anthony Canuckhart. Oh, this is a good one. And Nathan Dyer. <laughs> you the mean Premier League? Premier League medal winner. winner. Nathan, Nathan Dyer. Dyer. <laughs> you've got Anthony Canuckhart. And you've got Andrew Impey. Now, I will go with Andy Impey War 24. A big Impey fan in that side, that O'Neill side. Guppy on one side, Impey the other side. I think Impey was 24 for a bit. And yeah. then I think he reverted to... I think he went to number two. Um, yeah, he did, yeah. For a while. Yeah. So whether that goes, whether you put a line through Impey because he only played a season at 24... Uh, it, well, sorry, it's your decision. I'm, you know... Mm. Nathan Dyer, scorer of that goal against um, Villa. Villa, where he got knocked out for his troubles, pretty much, didn't he? he he's 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 got a very prominent role in the photos of them lifting the trophy. He has. Um, and oh. then you've got Anthony Canockart to that penalty against Watford and the the back heels goal against Huddersfield, the long range goal in the same game. Uh, oh, the scorpion kick yeah. off the underside of the bar. Oh, my goodness. You know what? I think his time at Leicester epitomised most of the emotions that most Leicester fans have been through, regardless of what era you, you grew up with or what era you, you remember. He went from complete desolation in that Watford game, didn't he? To he, And he recovered it pretty well. You're going to pick him, aren't you? No, <laughs> I'm gonna pick him. I'm yeah, gonna pick Anthony Canocco. It's an easy decision, really, isn't it? It's an easy... And 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 also, if you ask different age ranges who's their favourite player, you will get people who say Anthony Canocco. Maybe they were nine or ten during that era, and now they're say fifteen, sixteen, or whatever. Mm-hmm. They might turn around and say, you know, Anthony Canocco is my favourite player, and you can't argue with that. No. Okay. 25, the last player to make it into our squad. Um, you have got Junior Lewis. Oh my God. I promise you it gets better. Conrad Logan, more 25. For well, quite hang a on. Well, first of all, mm. you say it gets better. Mm. I think apart from Josh Lowe, it can't get worse. You might have just said it with Conrad Logan, but carry on. (laughs) Junior Lewis and Conrad Logan. And then I think your decision is between... um, How many numbers did Conrad Logan have? All of them. It's like, oh, what number doesn't anybody want? Yeah, Conrad, you can have that one. Uh, So I think for you it's between David Lowe and Wilfred Ndidi. Right. David Lowe spent four years at Leicester, 23 goals in 108 games, one every four. Scored a lovely goal against Newcastle early, like 94. The season we got promoted in the Premier League, we lost to Newcastle at home. Mm. It was on Sky early, maybe even first game of the season. And um, and he scored a lovely curling effort into the top corner. Paid a quarter of a million for him from Ipswich. Quite a lot of money. Yes. Lowe or Ndidi to round off the squad. Been very critical of Wilfred indeed in the last few months. I think there's still a hell of a player there. He's only 22, played a lot of football, should get further forward. Um, uh, it's interesting, really. It's gonna have to be. Oh, it's 
I'm, I'm trying to think of the, the effect on the club. Okay. Um, I don't think David Lowe... David Lowe's a good player. Scored you know, half decent record. But I think the effect on the club... I don't think neither of them have had a massive effect, really. I think indeed he just... Because... Not Junior Lewis. <laughs> no. He had a brilliant debut. He played Chelsea at home and he, he had a really good debut. And then Bambi on ice, basically. Uh, it's going to have to be Ndidi. Is he a better player than David Lowe? Yes. But that doesn't automatically get you in this. It's um, It'll have to be Ndidi. Right. That's the 25. Here they are. One Gordon Banks, two Danny Simpson, three yeah. Frank Sinclair, four Sepp Smith, five Steve Walsh, six Graham Cross, seven David Gibson, eight Gary Lineker, nine Jamie Vardy, ten Arthur Rowley, eleven Mike Stringfellow, twelve Peter Shilton, thirteen Casey Keller, fourteen Angola Kante, fifteen Harry Maguire, sixteen Matty James, seventeen Spencer Pryor, <laughs> eighteen Matty Elliott, nineteen Esteban Cambiasso, twenty Ian Marshall, <laughs> twenty-one. Jamie Lawrence, <laughs> 22, Paul Dickov, 23, Leonardo Ujoa, 24, Anthony Canocart, and number 25, Wilfred Ndidi. There's some apps, I mean, Jamie some Lawrence. absolute pearlers in there. Jamie Lawrence stands out a mile, him and Ian Marshall. <laughs> right, can I just drop in the other odd-numbered players that won't make it into this 25? We won't talk about them, just reel them off so that you don't think we've forgotten about them. 27 wearers, Tony Cotty, Brian Dean and Martin Vasilevsky. 29 wearers, cult hero Johan Ben Luan. Um, I don't think he's a cult hero. I, well, I think he is. I like him. Uh, Martin um, Vasilevsky, he's a cult hero. Yeah. 35, David Nugent. Uh, and... uh, 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 full, full name. What? Do, 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 do. David Nugent. Do, 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 do. David Nugent. Thank you. Uh, and wearers of the 37 shirt, Harry Kane and Theo Zagarakis. Oh, Theo, what a goal against Man U. There you go. I think David Nugent would have to be one of the most... I, I, his goal-scoring record is fantastic. In the Championship. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah in Championship. But yeah. a, a really good player for Leicester. A really good player for Leicester. In the evens, I've not gone as far, really. I've, I've only done to 20, uh, 24, really, because you get to 26 and you kind of stop, really, because yeah. 26 is Riyad Mahrez. Yeah. doesn't make it in the Leicester squad. Mm. It's um, Because you set the rules. Because I set the rules. And his mate Anthony Knockhart gets in instead. That's right, point. Pete, we're on an hour and a half. As, <laughs> as we do our production meetings right here, right now, while we're recording, because it just saves me stopping the okay. recording and having a chat and putting it back on. Do you want to put this out there to the listeners and say you pick a starting 11 from it and then we will pick one based on ours and your contributions in the next podcast or do you just want to plough through it? I think we will put this squad online. Yeah. Um, It will be online. Today is the 21st. Um, I think the squad list will go on on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Give people time to listen to the podcast. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, otherwise they could just look at the picture and think, I'm not listening to that. Yeah, exactly. Rubbish. So we'll put the squad list online on Christmas Eve. You don't have to tweet in until the squad list is up there. You can tweet in as soon as you get this. Um, and then I'll put the squad online on Christmas Eve on Facebook. Uh, search for, for Fox 8 Podcast on Twitter at FFS Pod. And we'll put the squad on and then you pick your best 11 based on that. Now, what formation you choose is completely up to you. Uh, make sure it's not, you know, got 
10 centre forwards on or whatever, you know. Yeah, be um, realistic. Be realistic. You pick yours, send it in, so you just reply to the picture or whatever. You could even write it, write it down and send the picture in. Doesn't matter. Twitter, Facebook, get involved. And then on the next podcast, which I think will take place on the 29th at the King Power Stadium. Yes, we're both there. So what we will do is we'll record ourselves at the King Power picking the best 11 from the 25 that we've got. And we will take your views into consideration. Yep. And um, use some of your sample teams as well to come up with our own. Are we are we doing that together? Aren't we? We're not getting. We're not picking an eleven each. We're going to pick a for fuck's oh, sake eleven. It will be a discussion, and we'll pick yeah. as we go as go yeah. through. That's a good idea. So you've got until the 29th to send your teams in. Try and do it as soon as possible. It'd be nice to get them all sorted and then take them to the King Power and and, and do it. So yeah, brilliant. That was so, a good idea of mine, wasn't it? Was it? A good idea of yours, yes. Very good. So, once again, on Christmas Eve, the 25-man squad will be online, Facebook or Twitter. Just reply with your best 11 from that t- uh, squad. And then on the 29th, we will, on the podcast, go through and try and pick the best 11 using your suggestions, etc. Very good. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. A very Merry Christmas to you. Thank you for your support for another year. Well, we've got one more this year, technically. But, you know, enjoy the festivities. Enjoy the football as far as you can. Um, And thank you for listening to us during your family time at Christmas. And thank you for taking the time. Thank you in advance for taking the time to contribute your your starting 11s. Because we know you've probably got better things to be doing. But take, take your phone to the pub. And have a look on Twitter there and then pick it with your mates in the pub or something. Yes, show them the team, show them the list. And, and then make them like and follow us. And they'll go, who, who is this? And then go from there. Yeah, give give us a like, give us a follow on Facebook and Twitter and let's try and grow the podcast even more. And uh, and, and then we'll see where we get to this time next year. Um, it's not all bad on the pitch. It's not all bad. Look at all the plans. Again, online, look at the plans for the club in terms of the ground, surrounding area. Some people being quite negative, saying, oh, they need to sort the team out. Hang on, hang on. There's, that happens anyway. The infrastructure that's going on in the club, fantastic. Yes, it's all not quite clicking at the moment, but we'll have to wait and see. It's uh, it's it's not all bad. It's uh, not all bad at all. So have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We'll be back, of course, on that 29th, as we said. And uh, get picking your teams. I've, I'm going to pick my side. I still can't believe you picked Danny Simpson as number two. You're welcome. I can't believe you picked Jamie Lawrence. Good eye. He's in my team. He's in my starting 11. Don't worry about that. 